Hi, this is Jim Lobato, and I'm president and founder of a company called Performance Group. You're listening to the podcast version of a program that originally aired on the BizTalk radio show. I started BizTalk so you'd have access to today's leading experts about growing your company and yourself. BizTalk is produced by Performance Group. At Performance Group, we work at the front end of a company's revenue stream. We find the salespeople who generate the revenue, and we provide onboarding programs that get them doing that sooner. Our passion is aligning talent with opportunity. That's why we're known as a Salesforce development company. Enjoy the program. On our program today, we have Sam Richter, award-winning author and marketing and sales coach. Sam is the CEO of SBR Worldwide. Sam is the world's foremost expert on sales intelligence and internationally sought-after speaker. He is the author of the 2012 Sales Book of the Year, Take the Cold Call Out of Cold Calling. He is with us today to share his insights from his best-selling book on how to know more than you ever thought possible about your prospects. Sam, welcome to the program. Hey, thank, thank you so much. I really appreciate it and uh, honored to be with you. When we booked you as a guest, uh, I thought the topic was uh, important, you know, uh, take the cold call out of the cold calling, because as you know, as sales professionals, we, we, we love to sit down every day and just pick up the phone and call 100 strangers we've never met before and, and try to get them on the phone and talk to them about our business. And we, we get up every morning loving to do that, right? <laughs> oh, sure. So what I've learned yeah, is people... obviously is, is, is you've got to make those calls. You know, you do have to prospect... Um, you got to keep the pipeline filled. Absolutely, and there's, only a, there's only a certain number of people that we that we know and that we can get referrals from. So there is comes a point in time where you do have to stare at a list and call people. And the question is, how do we do that better? Um, and also, just to be clear, um, you know, the title of my book, "Take the Cold Out of Cold Calling." I, I believe that that any time you go into any meeting and you're not prepared. And that could even be with an existing client when you walk in and you might not know um, a new person that's on the team, that's on the client's team. When you walk into a meeting and you're unprepared, you're going in cold. So the techniques that I teach uh, certainly work for the traditional telephone calls, sending emails, sending letters. But probably even more important and more applicable is uh, those in-person meetings where you really have the opportunity to differentiate yourself and um, connect with that prospect, uh, you got to make sure you're walking in understanding what's important to the other person. So, Sam, uh, what was the genesis behind uh, you putting this material together for our sales professionals? Well, it's actually a, a long story that I'll try to keep short for you. you know, my background was in advertising, and so I started out as a advertising copywriter. My goal in life was to sit in a closet and write ad copy and never have to talk to anybody. Because I'm, in a sense, I still am an, uh, a pretty big introvert. Well, I got promoted to become a creative director, owned my own agency and a small business, and all of a sudden obviously had to go out and sell and was fairly terrified of that process. Now, this was many years ago, way before the Internet. And so one of the things I found was when I went to a prospect's place of business, if I could go 15, 20 minutes early and talk to the person at the front desk, and I, I would say things like, tell me a little bit about your boss. Tell me a little bit about your company. What are the things you care about? And, and I would use that information in my uh, meeting, if you will, with the boss and would have great conversations, and it would, I would uh, be able to ask great questions. And, and as we all know in sales, asking meaningful and great questions is the way to really connect with somebody else. So, well, fast forward, the Internet came out. I started to play around with, with Google and and you know, since then, all the other uh, uh, different types of resources that are out there. And I, I quickly realized that a lot of the questions I was asking the receptionist 
I could find out on my own before the meeting. Um, fast forward a few years, I became a president of a nonprofit organization. Uh, it was a, the James J. Hill Reference Library in, in St. Paul, Minnesota. And our goal there was to digitize the library, this business library, and really make it the business resource center for uh, really small businesses and entrepreneurs, but any size business around the globe. And, and as a nonprofit, we um, didn't have the ability to market, so I started to go out and speak. And every time I spoke, someone said, uh, wow, you know, I love your stuff. Uh, where, where can I get the book? Where can I get the book? So over a period of time, uh, I started to write the book. Um, first went to Kinko's when it was Kinko's back then, and every time I spoke, you know, I'd print out 100 copies, wire bind it, and and then you know, fast forward, and I decided to uh, actually write it and, and do it the right way. And uh, now 11 editions later, um, it's rocking and continues to sell a ton of copies, and I will anticipate writing um, even more editions. You know, I try to write one edition a year to keep up with the Internet. Wow, I didn't realize you're up to the 11th edition already on this. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, well, you know, and what's crazy is the first edition came out in 2008, so this, this tells you how fast the Internet changes. There are some core basics that are the same. You know, I discuss things like Boolean logic and, and you know, some of the basics of searching, and that stayed the same from edition 1 to 11. But I would say 80% of the resources and techniques I talk about in the book have changed since 2008. Sam, you talk about the three R's, reading, writing, yes. and arithmetic, but you go further and you say sales professionals today need the fourth R, which is what? Which is research. And if you think about it, if I were to ask the audience, hey, raise your hand, how many of you think Google's important as a salesperson, as a business executive? I would guess close to 100% of the people would raise their hand. Uh, how many of you think LinkedIn's important? Probably 90% would raise their hand. News sources, industry information. Pretty much everyone would say, yeah, I, 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 need, to, I need to know how to use Google. I need to know how to use LinkedIn. I need to know how to use uh, Twitter as a sales intelligence, competitive intelligence gathering tool. And then if I were to say, uh, great, well, if 100% of you think Google's important to your business, how many of you have ever read the Google manual? And the answer was probably zero. Because there's no such thing as a Google manual. I mean, Google came out 15 years ago. Uh, it was pretty easy to use. You know, you type a couple things in, and a bunch of stuff shows up. Uh, and most of the time, it works. But the, the challenge is, if you really want the right information, as I like to say, the inside information, there are ways to do it better than winging it. And, and that's what I teach. And, and that's what I call the fourth hour of research. And that in today's world, there are literally trillions of pieces of data. Well, I mean, if, you're, if your office has wireless Internet access, trillions of pieces of data floating around your head. What the fourth R or research is, is, is how do you take data and translate that into information? And that would be like Boolean search tips. How do you get it from the stuff that's floating out there onto your computer? For an audience who may not be familiar with that, the two-sentence definition of Boolean string searching is what? Well, it's probably the, the easy definition is if you wondered why you took all those math classes in high school, uh, now's your answer. Because Boolean logic is really a mathematical equation. Uh, Boolean logic is, is named after a gentleman named George Boole, a mathematician. And so what it helps you do is organize your search so the right information starts showing up in the first 10 results. But that's only part of the equation. The fourth R is also... Okay, once you've got information, how do you translate that into knowledge? 
And how do you act on that knowledge to grow your business? And that, that's really what we're talking about here. I mean, yeah, read my book, go to one of my seminars, you'll learn how to be a Google searcher. Who cares? It's how do you actually act on the information that you find to grow your business? That's the important part. In your experience, when you have an audience in front of you, how many people even know what you're talking about at this point? I would say zero. Um, wow. I presented last, you know, last night I presented in front of uh, about 300 uh, high-end, amazingly successful financial advisors. And I asked them, I always ask, you know, as I go through, you know, how many of you are familiar with? So one of the most powerful Boolean terms is the minus sign. And I'll explain what that is in a second. I said, show of hands, how many of you use the minus sign? And not a single hand went up. Using the minus sign can save you anywhere from 10 minutes to two hours a day searching, depending how much you are online. Let me explain to the, to the listeners what the minus sign is. Oftentimes when we um, run a Google search, or this works in any search engine, you run a, a search and you get a list of results and you kind of eyeball the results and you say to yourself, well, that's not exactly what I'm looking for. So, for example, let's say I'm looking for job titles. I'm looking for managers or directors at uh, a company. I might type in manager plus director uh, widget corporation. Make sure when you're putting in a proper noun, a, a name of a company, name of a person, here's another Boolean tip. Put it within quotation marks. When you put something within quotation marks, you're going to get much better results. Um, because it treats, when you put something within quotation marks, the search engine will treat the phrase within quotation marks as a phrase rather than multiple words. So I type in manager or director, OR in all uppercase. You're telling the search engine I want one or both of those words. Manager or director, widget corporation, widget corporation within quotes. I look at the results, and there, there's some pretty good results, but most of them have to do with um, uh, uh, employment. They're looking to hire a manager or director. And I eyeball the results, and, geez, the word jobs keeps coming up or the word employment keeps coming up. Well, I don't want that. So what I might do is add a minus sign. So minus employment, make sure the minus sign is actually touching the E of the word employment. And then I add another one, minus jobs, where the minus sign is touching the J. And so what I'm telling the search engine is, Google, find me every result in the world with the word manager in it or the word director and the phrase widget corporation also has to be in the result. But if any of those results have the word employment or any of those results have the word job, because I minus those two out, don't show me any of those. So the minus sign is an example. is a super powerful Boolean term that, again, will start to get you exactly what you want. And there's a, there's a lot of other Boolean techniques, that, 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 but that's just an example of when you kind of know these mathematical equations, instead of looking at millions of results, you start looking at dozens. And sometimes, quite frankly, you're going to get no results, which is fine. Sometimes when you do a really good search and it comes back, you know, nothing is found. Okay, great. Not everything on the planet has been digitized. So instead of spending two hours poking around, quote, unquote, surfing the web, we're going to use these techniques to search the web and if nothing shows up, fine. Then we go on to the next thing. Thanks for tuning in to the conversation. This is BizTalk. Our guest is Sam Richter. We're talking about his book, Take the Cold Out of Cold Calling. If you're looking for more insights on how to improve your sales techniques, you can go to our website, biztalkradioshow.com. We have podcasts under a category called Sales, where industry experts will share their techniques, strategies, and ideas and how to make you more an effective salesperson. Back to our interview with Sam. So I'm sitting here today, and if I'm listening to you talk, and 
And they're going, oh, whatever. Gosh, Sam, I got a LinkedIn account, and, and mm-hmm. I need to find out about Sam. And sure, Sam's on LinkedIn, and I'll just put the name in there. Up comes his profile. Bingo, I'm done. Now, why do I need to learn this billion searching and even read this book when I got LinkedIn today? Perfect. Perfect example. Um, let's say I'm looking for the person I really want to find is Joe Anderson. So any, any of you go into LinkedIn right now and type in, when you're searching for somebody, type in Joe Anderson. And I don't know how many results come up, but I know it's going to be more than 1,000. So have fun scrolling through that to find the right Joe Anderson. Here's why you need to know Boolean. Because if you go into LinkedIn, even the search engine within LinkedIn, if you put in Joe Anderson with, within quotes and then plus type in the word widget, you don't even need to put widget corporation in LinkedIn. Joe Anderson in quotes plus widget, if the Joe Anderson – at Widget Corporation you're interested in has a LinkedIn profile, you'll get one result. So instead of looking at thousands of results for Joe Anderson, by the way, LinkedIn will only let you look at the first hundred anyhow, even if there's more than a thousand or more than a hundred. But if you do Joe Anderson in quotes plus widget in the LinkedIn search engine, you'll get one result and it'll be the exact one you're looking for. You said that it's just not a matter of bullion searching. It's a matter of finding the data. The data is readily available. Mm-hmm. But, but taking that data and turning that inf- into information, yeah. and taking that information and turning it into knowledge, and yep. using that knowledge to grow your business. Yep. Okay, now you got my attention. That sounds like a very interesting formula in and of itself. But but expand on that. I mean, walk me through, how do you do that? How, how are you taking all this data and information, and, and how does Sam get knowledge out of that that grows his business? Sure. Let me walk you through an example that I use in my presentations, a real-world example. So I'm, I was going out, I'm meeting with a CEO. Uh, the gentleman's name is Dan Mallon, and he is the CEO of a company in Minneapolis. Uh, you know, it, as we all know in business, the little things mean everything. So it's the accumulation of the little things that you do that helps you differentiate with someone. You know, the old adage of people do business with people that they like is absolutely true. And... If I ask you, if I say, you know, if you go meet with somebody for the first time, how do you like them? I mean, seriously, think about it. How do you like them? I, I, I don't know. I don't know if you're like me. I just like them. Well, how do you like somebody? Well, it's the little things. It's the little things that they do. So let's pretend that uh, – so I'm going to go meet with Dan now. I'm going to go back to my advertising agency days. Let's pretend that I, I hear that uh, Dan is going to – is looking for a new ad agency. Well, is it likely that Dan is, uh, for lack of a better term, interviewing – three firms. Sure. All three, I'm sure, can do the job exceptionally well. All three uh, are going to cost about the same. So who's Dan going to choose? Dan's going to choose the one that he connects with, that he likes, that he trusts. Okay, so that's the premise, and I think all of our listeners out there can agree that, yeah, that's what happens. So how do I use information to help me win that account? I'm going to go out, and I'm going to look for Dan's um, nonprofit donations. Where does, what are the things that, that Dan cares about? What are his core values? Because I can learn a lot about per, a person based on where they donate their time or their money. So I'm going to run this search. In Google, I'm going to type in Dan Mallon within quotation marks, plus donor or OR in all uppercase donation. Now I'm telling um, Google, go find me a web page where the phrase Dan Mallon exists and the word donor or the word donation exists. And then here's an, another little really cool tip that you can do in Google. 
most nonprofit organizations will upload or, or put online their donor list or member list as a PDF file. I can actually tell Google, hey, I don't want, I don't want you to look at websites. I want you to find me PDF files. And I do that with the word file type, and then I type in a colon, you know, the two dots, file type colon PDF. Don't look for websites, only look for PDF files. So let me repeat the query I just built. Dan Mallon, donor or donation, OR in all uppercase, file type colon PDF. Google, I want you to find me a PDF file where the phrase Dan Mallon exists and the word donor or donation exists. A number of results appear. Okay, now I've just translated data into information. Well, let's translate information into knowledge. I'm going to eyeball those results. Hmm. Um, he donates to the University of Minnesota. He donates to Minneapolis Jewish Family Children's Service. He donates to um, uh, uh, Minneapolis Jewish Federation, and he donates to Bethel Synagogue. I'm going to translate information into knowledge. What do I mean? I'm going to probably guess that Dan Mallon's Jewish. Okay, fine. Who cares? What do I use? How do I use that information? Okay, here's how you translate knowledge into action. If I'm meeting with Dan on December 21st, what am I not going to say? I'm not going to say Merry Christmas. Now, am I going to? If I'm that ad agency, if I'm going to, am I going to lose the account because I say Merry Christmas to him? No, I probably won't. But the accumulation of little things. If I walk into that meeting and I say, Hey, Dan, Happy Hanukkah. It's those accumulation of little things that make an impression on another person that helps you win that piece of business. So something as, as simple as finding out where somebody donates their time or their money used appropriately can help differentiate you from your competition. So what's the one thing that I should know about doing sales intelligence that I probably don't know? Well, I think it's, it's looking for a piece of information that's exceptionally important to the other person that has nothing to do with you. Uh, what do I mean by that? You know, we're all amazingly passionate about one thing, and, and that one thing is ourselves. And yet as salespeople, when we go in and meet with a prospect or even an existing client, the first words out of our mouth are usually about ourselves. And it's usually about our product and our benefits and our features, and, and that's all well and good, but, but honestly, the other person doesn't care because your prospect only cares about themselves. And and uh, uh, until you can connect with them, I, I use a phrase, I didn't invent it, it was a, it's a quote from President Roosevelt, nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. Let me repeat that. Nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. Until you can connect with somebody in a way that's relevant to their world, they don't care about your catalog and your products and your features. So I think most salespeople would agree with that. So how do we do that? One of the things I recommend, you can do this 10 minutes prior to any meeting. And that's, that's something I want to stress, too. This doesn't have to be like three hours of research on every prospect. It's five minutes. I call it the three-by-five. Spend three minutes trying to find five pieces of information or five minutes trying to, spend three, or trying to find three pieces of information. One that I recommend you've already touched on is LinkedIn. 270 million executives with a LinkedIn profile, five minutes before the meeting, type their name in, Joe Anderson within quotes plus widget, pull up their LinkedIn profile, find out where they went to school, where they used to work, uh, what some of their hobbies and passions are. Maybe, maybe there's a connection there. Okay, that's kind of you know, sales 101, I suppose, in today's world. The next thing I recommend is trying to find a piece of news about the other person because people like to talk about themselves. There's two ways to do it. One, 
Google. Uh, if you're calling on a larger company, uh, type in the name of the company. Again, we'll use Widget Corporation within quotes in Google. But on the results page, you'll notice there's like a, a sub-navigation right under the Google search form after you uh, conduct a search. So on the results page, in one of those tabs will be news. Click on the news button. Now, if you're calling on a large company, maybe it's 3M, maybe it's uh, uh, General Mills, if you're calling on a very large company, there's going to be thousands of articles. On that sub-navigation, there's going to be a button that says search tools. Click on that. When you click on search tools, that opens up another sub-navigation. One of those is, uh, it'll say anytime. Click on that. You can then sort your news, or you, you can frankly use this on any web result, but you can sort your news by date. So only show me a news article from last month, last week, last or yesterday, or how about the last hour? Pull up a news article, and then that should be the first thing out of your mouth. So, hey, Joe, you know, I, I just saw that article where you guys won that huge piece of business. Congratulations. Hey, Joe, I saw you guys just won best places to work. Way to go. The first thing out of your mouth should be about the other person because when it is, you're going to engage in conversation, and when you engage in conversation, you then gain permission to ask the next question. And, and that, that word is so important because all of our listeners have, have read sales training books and gone through sales training programs, and we all know the importance of asking questions. But what we often forget and what those other courses oftentimes don't teach is you have to gain permission to ask the question. And the only way, in my opinion, you gain permission to ask the question is if you show that you care and you show that you're relevant to the other person. Yeah, and you're not just showing up talking about the weather, right? That's exactly right. And trust me, being from Minnesota, the old line of, hey, how about those Vikings? Um, the last couple of years, we don't want to be talking about that either, <laughs> or the Twins or anybody else. Yes. So it better be about the other person. Uh, Sam's short list of the really cool search engines we probably don't know about. Sure. Well, first off, it, what's interesting is Google used to, um, its claim to fame used to be the, the biggest search engine. Or if we think of a search engine as like a vacuum cleaner that's going around the web and vacuuming up web pages or words from web pages, Google's claim to fame used to be, hey, we, we, we vacuum up more sites than anybody else. Well, the, the problem is, is uh, they were getting a lot of duplicates and, frankly, a lot of junk. So what Google's been doing over the last few years is, is really um, trying to get rid of the junk. So you'll actually find that Bing may sometimes have more results than Google. Or Yahoo. Now, Yahoo actually uh, uses the, the Bing search engine, so you're kind of going to get the same. Um, and then there's other search engines. There's a search engine called DuckDuckGo, D-U-C-K-D-U-C-K-G-O.com, kind of a weird name. But they're a pretty decent search engine. Um, I guess one of, my, one of my favorites, and it kind of ties into the one we just talked about where, with Google News. So we talked about Google News. Google News works great if you're calling on a large company. But most of us are calling on smaller companies, and those companies are often not, times not covered in the, uh, the news articles that Google vacuums up. So one of my favorite uh, sources uh, is a website called YouGotTheNews.com, YouGotTheNews.com, where you can type in the name of any company or any person, for that matter, and it will find news articles uh, not only looking at the large publications, the large newspaper publications that Google looks at, it also will look at the smaller 
local publications, the local uh, paper, the weeklies, even the, the little monthly shoppers, because that's oftentimes where the um, smaller organizations where they've been covered, or even individuals, you know, you find that where they might have donated or they won a, a local chamber of commerce award. Again, being armed with that type of information before you walk in the room, it allows you to connect on a more personal level. Thanks for tuning in to the conversation. This is BizTalk. Our guest is Sam Richter. We're talking about his best-selling book, Take the Cold Out of Cold Calling, Web Search Secrets. Additional resources are available on our website at biztalkradioshow.com. In addition to this show, all of our previous shows are out as podcasts, and we have those podcasts organized by category. There's podcasts under marketing, there's podcasts under sales management, there's podcasts under personal growth, and there's podcasts under, of course, sales, all from leading industry experts. So, Sam, I'm sitting here as a sales professional listening to what you have to say and thinking about all the things i got to do. I don't have time to sit in front of a computer all day searching the web. You know, I have sales calls to make, you know, for gosh sakes. So, Sam, how do you suggest we plan and organize and utilize the information you're talking about today? And, and again, that's why I like the the, the three-by-five. I think it's important to to understand what's out there. And, and, you know, listen, if I'm a finalist for a multi-million dollar account, yeah, I'm going to spend a couple hours researching competitors, researching uh, news articles, industry information, and those sorts of things. But, of course, if, if, if I've got to pick up the phone, I've got to make, I've got to literally make 30 phone calls a day, or I've got to meet with four people a day, and I can sit there for two hours and research every one of those. So, again, the three-by-five is spend three minutes trying to find five pieces of information, five minutes trying to find three pieces of information. Uh, the key sources, again, are going to be LinkedIn, number one. Um, I would also, uh, there's a website called Topsy, T-O-P-S-Y.com. It's a really good Twitter search engine. And sometimes I'll just type in the name of a company within quotation marks within Topsy. And the reason being is oftentimes people at the company, especially younger people who don't have a filter, will sit there and, you know, on their Twitter account, you know, guess what super secret thing I'm working on that I'm not supposed to tell anybody about. So I'll sometimes do that one. That one takes, you know, 30 seconds to see what shows up. Obviously, a, a good Google search, a news search, uh, a you got the news search. That's about all you really need for that first meeting, uh, trying to find that what, what's going on in the other person's world. Now, now, in terms of ongoing, I'm a huge fan of having other people do the work for me. And so uh, there's a service uh, that's free called Google Alerts, google.com slash alerts, where you can go in and set up a nice Boolean query on your prospects or your clients. And anytime Google finds new information about those, uh, it'll send you an email. Um, now, I've actually – Google Alerts is, is, is wonderful. I've actually been a little bit, dis- bit disappointed in Google Alerts because there's, there's so much more on the web than what you can find in Google. I'm actually um, partnered with the company. We've built our own alert system. It's still in beta, but it's awesome. It, it, I use it every day. For the listeners, you can just go to Sam Richter, S-A-M-R-I-C-H-T-E-R dot com slash alerts. Again, it's still in beta, but it works great. Um, and, uh, you set up, and you can set up alerts on your key prospects and key clients, and anytime we find new information. We're looking at thousands of news sources, but we also look at LinkedIn, um, Google+, Twitter, Facebook, 
blogs, discussions, YouTube videos. Anytime we find new information, uh, we will send you an email if that's what you so choose, or you can just log into your dashboard. You can sort your alerts by when you set them up, you set them up as a prospect, as a client, as a uh, your own company, uh, your child. <laughs> you know, I, I've got alerts set up on my kids. You can sort them in the dashboard. Uh, so anytime, so let's say I want to find, uh, you know, I log in. I do this every morning. I log in. I, I sort by prospect, and I say, what, what, what news came out about my prospects today? What news came out? I sort by client. What news came out about my client today that I care about? And it, literally in a couple of minutes, I can kind of eyeball the headlines and find out if there is something going on uh, in a prospect or a client. Now, what I really love is in sales, what we're always looking for, and this will probably be a term you're familiar with, we're always looking for a triggering event, a trigger event. What's going on in the lives of my client that might make them interested in taking my phone call today? A triggering event might be someone got a new job. A triggering event might be um, account, uh, somebody lost an account or they just won an account or whatever it might be uh, that, that aligns with the product or service I have to sell. And that's where I use these alerts. I try to uh, oftentimes we'll set them up for a triggering event, but I'll read the headlines and I'll find out what's going on in my client's life today that might make them interested in my call. So there's a, a few ways to automate that. But Sam, how do I learn what issues my client or prospect may be facing in their industry? Mm-hmm. Is the search different? I mean, I, I get I'm going to go look up Bob Smith, but I want to learn about Bob Smith's business issues. Well, certainly the larger the larger the company, um, right? You're, you're going to have interviews. So again, it's the same types of things. Um, I'm going to look for those articles, maybe industry articles about, um, or excuse me, type in then you know you can type in Widget Corporation, pull up an article. A good reporter is going to you know talk about some of the issues that that Bob's company might be facing or the industry might be facing as a whole. Um, couple of other, you know, websites that, that I might recommend. There's a website called biznar.com, B-I-Z-N-A-R.com, and I'll use that one to pull up industry articles. So, again, this is not going to be something I will do if I'm going to go have a lunch meeting um, with Bob uh, this afternoon. Um, but if, if, if I've been invited to come in and do a pitch, yeah, I want to understand the, the industry. So I'll go pull up some industry articles as well. Um, if I, uh, <laughs> excuse me, if I'm, um, if I'm having lunch with Bob today, yeah, I'm going to pull up a couple of articles about his company. If, um, in any of those articles, the reporter talks about a competitor, I might pull up an article about the competitor just to kind of see what they're doing. Again, you don't, when you're having just that initial meeting with somebody, we don't need to be a super in-depth expert about the other person's company, but we should know enough where, again, we can ask a great question. And what do I mean by that? Uh, here's what I would say is a bad question. Um, hey, Bob, can, can you tell me a little bit about your competition? You know, Bob's going to be like, come on, man. A good question might be, hey, Bob, you know, um, before our meeting today, I, I, I did a little research on your company, and I, you know, I saw that, um, you know, one of, your, one of your biggest competitors is Acme Corporation. I, I took the liberty of doing a little research on Acme Corporation, and, and I see that they're uh, – they're coming out with the new Acme 3001 product, and it looks like they're targeting a completely different industry uh, than they have in the past. Uh, wh- what do you guys think of that, and are, are, are you going to be targeting that industry as well? Oh, wow. Okay. This guy knows what he's talking about. 
so that, that's, that's what I'm looking for. I don't need to go super deep, but I need to have enough information where I can ask a really good question. Biggest misperception about using the web to garner research is what? Biggest misperception is that it's easy, that you can just go into Google and type hmm. in a couple of words and something will show up. It is easy once you know how to do it and, and if you have a process. But you've got to have that process. You know, I guess the, the, uh, a little exercise I do in my in-person training, I'll see if I can do it over the radio. So everybody who's listening, do me this favor right now. Fold your arms. What hand's on top? It's either going to be the left hand or the right hand. Sometimes both hands are buried. But usually one or both of those is going to be on top. Switch hands. It's uncomfortable, isn't it? So if I fold my arms and my right hand's on top, it takes a little bit getting used to to, to switch it and put my left hand on top. My point is behavioral change is super hard. Now, if you practice that for a while, you're going to get pretty good at it. You're going to become an ambidextrous arm folder. Same thing with Google searching. Google came out 15 years ago. Hey, we type in a couple words. It kind of works. Wow. You know, I'm asking you to change. I'm asking you to use quotation marks when you're searching a proper noun, name of a person, name of a company. I'm asking you to um, use a minus sign when you don't get the results you want, minus out some words. So I think the biggest misperception is that um, it's all a it's all out there and it's all easy. No, it's not all out there. You can't find it always within Google, and and there are a couple of techniques you need to use to get the right information the first time every time. Our guest is Sam Richter. We're talking about his best-selling book, "Take the Cold Out of Cold Calling: Web Search Secrets for Our Sales Professionals." If you're looking for additional resources, they're available on our website at biztalkradioshow.com. You'll find podcasts of all of our previous programs. Topics are covered in areas such as marketing or sales management, recruiting, and even company or personal growth. All available as podcasts at biztalkradioshow.com. So, Sam, you're with the CEO of a company today. The one piece of advice you're giving them is what? Be relevant and understand that in today's world, you are thought of as a commodity. Uh, my definition of a commodity is I can get it somewhere else and I can probably find it cheaper. And so the only real thing you have as the president of the company that differentiates you from your competition is, frankly, your people and the value that they can bring. Uh, so, for example, I do a lot of work in the distribution industry. I work with manufacturing companies and distribution companies and and these distributors all sell the same products as their competition. So the only value they can bring to the table that can justify their price is, yeah, yes, I can help you find the right product. But more important, let me come in and, and understand your business so I can suggest the right product, the right uh, fit, how you might use that product, because it might not be what you think about. To gain the opportunity to even have that conversation Getting back to the word permission, you've got to ask great questions. How to ask great questions? You've got to be relevant. The only way you can be relevant is if you understand a little bit about the other person's world so you can connect on that, that meaningful, personal level. Sam, is there one question I should have asked you that I haven't? Yeah. Um, and it just came to mind as I answered that last question. So okay. You asked that. <laughs> Probably the number one best source of high-end Industry and company information is a place that all of your listeners used to use when they were 
12 years old and probably haven't been there in 10 years. And that place is the public library. Big companies, Fortune 500 companies, spend hundreds of thousands, sometimes millions of dollars each year buying high-end subscription databases, databases that have, frankly, way better search tools, more accurate information than anything you'll find for free online. Those databases are things like Dun & Bradstreet, Hoover's, Reference USA, which is the, the, the radio ads your listeners have probably heard of, is for Sales Genie, uh, newspaper databases, trade journal databases, uh, Value Line, Morningstar. It would cost you hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars to subscribe to for free, or excuse me, to subscribe to at your company. All of your listeners actually have access to all of those databases for free at your local public library. And here's the really cool thing. You only have to go to your public library one time because when you're there, they're going to give you a piece of plastic, and it's called a library card. And on the back is a number. Go find your public library website. Every public library has a website. They're all different. And all of them, however, will have a button somewhere on their website called Online Databases. Click on it and find out the databases that your public library subscribes to. That you can actually click on the name of that database, type in your library card number that's on the back of that library card, and at 3 in the morning in your pajamas, you can access the same super expensive databases that big companies are paying big dollars for. You get to access for free because you have that public library card. Yeah, good insight. Uh, You're right. Uh, We've long since forgotten to do that. Sam, thanks for being on the program. And thank you very much. This or other BizTalk podcast may be downloaded by visiting our website, biztalkradioshow.com, where you can subscribe to BizTalk through iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at BizTalk1040 and like us on Facebook. If you want to learn the strategies finding and getting performance out of A-player salespeople, contact Performance Group by calling 800-950-9509 or visit us on the web at pmgllc.net. This has been your host, Jim Lovato.